This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. This episode is sponsored by The Alcohol Experiment, a free 30-day challenge designed to interrupt your patterns, give you control, restore your health, and put you back in touch with the version of you who doesn't need alcohol to cope, relax, or enjoy life. More than 220,000 people have already tried The Alcohol Experiment for themselves and have seen improved sleep, increased happiness, reduced anxiety, and so much more. Join thousands in this inspiring, hopeful, and exciting program where you examine your beliefs and reconnect with the best version of you without ever feeling like you're missing out. Start today for free at alcoholexperiment.com. Hi, it's Annie Grace. I hope everyone is doing really well. I have a question today and that is, is stopping drinking cold turkey? Can it be done? Is it possible? Should you attempt it? Should you do it? All the things. So anyway, my name is Annie Grace, author of the alcohol experiment in this naked mind. And as a reminder, you can always join us for the free alcohol experiment at alcoholexperiment.com. It's 30 days of just being curious, dipping a toe, seeing what it's like to change your relationship with alcohol. But we are going to talk right now about stopping drinking cold turkey. Should you do it? Can it be done? And um, everything that this entails. So in my opinion, the best way to think about this is by thinking about the mental aspect and then considering the physical aspect. And these are two very different pieces of the same puzzle. And often we consider only the mental or only the physical. Actually, usually we're just considering only the physical, especially when you're thinking about something like stopping cold turkey. So we imagine that the danger in stopping drinking and specifically stopping drinking cold turkey is in the physical withdrawal symptoms. And this is a true thing. There are physical withdrawal symptoms. In fact, every single time you drink a drink of alcohol, you are actually creating withdrawal response in your body. Your body, as it purges the alcohol, has a very natural craving for more alcohol. And that is thanks to the ner- the chemical dopamine. And dopamine is telling your body and your brain, hey, that thing you just did, do that thing again. And alcohol, like every other addictive substance on the planet, increases the levels of dopamine in your brain at artificially high levels. Artificial meaning you wouldn't naturally get there. You know, you wouldn't be able to get there without ingesting a substance. And so by increasing this dopamine, dopamine is called the learning molecule sometimes, and it basically tells the brain, hey, that thing you did, do that thing again and do that thing for survival. So when alcohol is leaving the body, and this is a very simplified explanation, you do have this craving and desire for more of it. And that includes dopamine. And there's a lot of other neurochemical responses that are happening. But the bottom line is that you are having a slight withdrawal from alcohol every single time you drink. Another way you can think about this is When you are drinking, you feel pretty good, things are going well, but then when you stop drinking, and especially when you're hungover the next morning, you start to feel pretty bad. And if you've heard of like hair of the dog that's having a drink the next day, it is really because you're having those withdrawal symptoms and alcohol relieves those withdrawal symptoms. That's why that actually does work. Having a drink to relieve a hangover will work in most cases because alcohol is with, with relieving the withdrawal symptoms. So you have the physical withdrawal symptoms, which involve craving. They involve just being uneasy. Um, obviously, you can, you can feel really hungover. You can feel anxious. And in extreme situations, when somebody is drinking heavily, 
every single day without a break, you can have very, very severe withdrawal symptoms, which should never be um, taken lightly. And if you are worried that that is you, that you wouldn't be able to stop drinking without having very severe withdrawal symptoms, uh, delirium tremens, things like that, you must consult a doctor. It's, it's vital. It's of you know life and death importance that you really do talk to somebody because there's things that they can do to help you. There's medically uh, supervised detox from alcohol, things like that, that are really important if you feel like you are on the spectrum of having very severe withdrawal symptoms. Um, one of the ways to know that that might be you is when is the last time you went a day without a drink? And if it has been you know years, decades even, then you might want to talk to somebody before you just quit cold turkey because that physical aspect can actually be dangerous. Now, the good news is, according to the CDC, the percentage of the Centers for Disease Control, the percentage of people who are actually chemically addicted to alcohol, meaning they are going to have very severe withdrawal symptoms possibly if they stop because there's actually a physical addiction, a deep physical addiction, is only 10% of excessive drinkers. So that's a very small percentage of total drinkers because there's a lot of drinkers who aren't excessive drinkers. And excessive drinkers are defined in this instance as eight drinks per week per women and 15 or more per week per, for men. And so if only 10% of people who are drinking at that level are actually what they would call clinically dependent on alcohol, and that is the danger zone for withdrawal. So decide if you're in that group and then make sure you are assisted. So that's a physical aspect. Now, the physical aspect of stopping cold turkey, it actually can go away relatively quickly. I mean, you can start to feel better within days, certainly within a week, and by two weeks feel almost entirely normal. And you might have some of this, no matter if you're having very severe or pretty mild symptoms, the idea that you're going to be uneasy and anxious. So your body has been compensating for the presence of alcohol. So alcohol is a depressant. So your body's been actually releasing additional stimulants to compensate for the depressant nature of alcohol. When you take the depressant away, your body just was like on high alert, rev, you know, all of these stimulants are still flooding into your body because your body hasn't quite realized, oh, we're not putting in the depressant anymore. I don't need to be compensating. And so that results in feeling highly anxious at first, you know, on edge, really jittery, you know, different things like that. It can manifest in different ways for different people. People can get headaches, you know, very just specific. Um, you can be really thirsty because your body is trying to like just purge the alcohol, the residual alcohol from your, from your system. You could be uneasy, all sorts of things like that. Those things aren't necessarily dangerous in themselves. It's really when you get to hallucinations, delirium tremens and things like that, that you want to be very, very cautious and talk to your doctor. But the physical aspects, you know, alcohol is actually out of the body within, I think the max is 72 hours. And then the brain rebalances what I was talking about before about your brain overcompensating for the presence of alcohol and the chronic presence of alcohol in most of our cases, that can take a few weeks, but then you're really done physically from a cold turkey perspective. And your, your body is physically really, you know, kind of back to normal, which is such a cool thing. You start sleeping better, you start feeling better, you get your energy back, you stop, you know, having kind of that low level anxiety that alcohol causes by releasing cortisol. All those things are great. That is when we need to talk about the mental aspect to quitting cold turkey. The most difficult thing about quitting drinking alcohol is by and large the mental aspect. And this is why, you know, if it was, if it was just physical, people would just get through those two weeks. Oh, who cares? White knuckle it. Like, you know, be on the couch in front of Netflix and, and eat some bonbons and, you know, ice cream sundaes and just get through it. It's just two weeks and then you're going to be fine. If it was just physical, 
we would not have the problems that we have. It just, it just wouldn't be the case. It is the mental aspect. And the mental aspect sounds like this. I desire something that I am no longer letting myself have. And when you desire something that you're no longer letting yourself have, you create craving, deprivation, kind of a pity party, feeling sorry for yourself, all of these sorts of things. And that is the mental aspect. And that rears its ugly head in every situation imaginable from happy hour, looking around, everybody else is having a drink. Why can't you, you know, just being at home, watching a commercial, some wine or beer commercial comes on the TV and you start to feel bad for yourself. And that results in a huge amount of mental stress and drama around quitting cold turkey. So quitting cold turkey without any education or mindset shift or understanding, but you know, retaining what we have as a society, which is the very kind of common sense belief that alcohol is a favorable thing for us to do, that it relieves stress, that it helps us relax, that it helps us have fun, you know, helps us loosen up, help, is the antidote to social anxiety, helps us not be bored or lonely. All of these things that we believe are benefits from alcohol. When you stop doing it, but you still believe that all those things are beneficial, you start feeling really bad for yourself. And you're using willpower. You're basically white knuckling this change when you quit cold turkey in that regard. And in most cases, it just doesn't last because you have, you're, you're on an alcohol diet <laughs> and you know how long diets last, right? Diets don't last as a whole. And people actually gain more weight usually when they're chronic dieters, because it is that sense of deprivation. When you are deprived of something, there's this forbidden fruit syndrome where you actually, the thing that you are depriving yourself of becomes more important in your life. And so all of a sudden you might not be drinking, but what are you doing? You're thinking about drinking. You're feeling sorry for yourself that you're not drinking. Drinking's creeping into your mind. You're making drinking even more important because you're like romanticizing it because you still truly desire it. So the only way that I would recommend quitting would be with a massive mindset shift where you actually go into every single thing that you think alcohol does for you, all of the reasons that you drink and you decide based on science and information, does it actually do this thing? And that is what we deliver in the alcohol experiment. It is every single day. Yes, you're quitting cold turkey in the alcohol experiment because it's a 30-day challenge. And you can certainly go through the alcohol experiment drinking just to get the information and then go through it again and make a change that's totally available. But the idea is like, yeah, you're quitting cold turkey. Day one is day one of the 30-day challenge. But every single day, you are getting a mindset shift to where that deep desire and craving mentally is going away. Because the physical cravings, again, those are done in two weeks. <laughs> and they really are somewhat simple in the whole conversation. But those mental cravings, that deep desire for alcohol, that can last as long as you retain a belief that alcohol is really beneficial and you're not allowing yourself to have it. And so that becomes an entirely different conversation. And that really has to be attacked with a mindset shift, with education, with information, with going through all of the things that you think alcohol does for you. And one by one, exploring them really honestly. I mean, the truth is we know more about the side effects of like, you know, um, Advil or Tylenol than we do about the side effects of alcohol. You know, we know more about what certain things do in our brains and our bodies than we do about alcohol. And so the alcohol experiment at its core is just, you know, really mindful education that is based in science about what alcohol is and does not from a scary perspective, but just a very straightforward 
here, you know, learn about this, no shame, no blame, no judgment. Let's just learn about it and then make a decision from a place of empowerment, enlightenment, knowledge. And then the second aspect to quitting cold Turkey, that mental aspect becomes an entirely different ball game because tell you one thing, (laughs) take this to the bank, as my grandpa used to say. The thing is, you do not retain a desire for something you do not think there is a benefit to. If you don't think there's a benefit to drinking, if you explore all of the reasons that all of, and I know it's so hard to believe right now, like really there's no benefit. Give me a break. I can't believe that at all. That makes no sense. But when you go through and you explore all the reasons you think you drink from the taste to loosening up social anxiety, all the reasons, and you go through the science and you say, oh my gosh, wow, I actually don't see the benefit. It is as easy to turn down a drink and quit cold turkey as it is to, you know, turn down a pint of motor oil is kind of my favorite example because you just don't want to drink it. You're like, why would I drink that? And by the way, both motor oil and ethanol, which is a part of alcohol that gets you drunk, go in your car. So that's that's just an interesting little <laughs> antidote for you, little parallel. But um, I really think that in terms of going cold turkey, number one, be really careful if you've been drinking for a long time and you think you're in the, that 10% that might have a serious problem with withdrawal. Don't play with that. Talk to your doctor work that out. It's not worth, it's not worth it. It's, it's dangerous. Number two, understand that most of it is going to be mental. The physical part is relatively easy, but most of it is mental. And so my best suggestion for overcoming the mental aspect is to find a resource that really educates you about what alcohol is and does from a very objective, very scientific perspective. And I, of course, would recommend at the top of that list, the alcohol experiment, which is always free at alcoholexperiment.com. So what a great question all about cold turkey. All right. Thank you. Did you miss this Naked Mind Live? Do you maybe have a little bit of FOMO? But don't worry, I've got you covered. In fact, I had the entire event professionally recorded and it's available digitally. Transformation in your living room. Yep, that is what it's all about. You can grab your digital ticket at thisnakedmind.com forward slash digital ticket. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.